you also go into the vineyard, and whatever is righteous, I will give you. In the name of Jesus, Jesus only. Jesus, Jesus, only Jesus, as the old hymn puts it. That was last week, Solus Christus. Jesus only, Jesus solely, Jesus alone. Over the next three weeks, we get three more solas. Sola gratia, by grace alone. Sola scriptura, by scripture alone. Sola fide, by faith alone. This week, it's sola gratia, by grace alone. That is, by God's undeserved favor alone. Grace and mercy, as far as the scriptures are concerned, are very close synonyms. We are saved on account of, because of, by virtue of, by grace alone, mercy alone, undeserved favor alone. That is, God the Father, only for the sake of his Son, saves us by his grace alone, his undeserved favor. But it's not just salvation. It's the calling unto salvation and the delivery of salvation. Because as far as Jesus' parable is concerned, the calling into the vineyard and the payment in the vineyard are the same. So it is always by grace alone, beginning to end sola gratia. In Jesus' parable, the master of the vineyard calls workers into his vineyard. No matter when he calls them into his vineyard, the calling is the same. At 6 a.m., he goes out and says, you go into the vineyard. And we know this because at the third hour, he says, you also go into the vineyard, and whatever is righteous I will give you. In the same way also, he went out at the sixth hour and the ninth hour. At the eleventh hour, he also goes out and says, You also go into the vineyard. In the same way, his call is the same in the Old Testament as well as the New Testament. It's all by grace alone. The Lord called Abraham who believed in the false gods of Ur. Everyone before the flood was evil in the Lord's sight. Everyone. But Noah found favor, undeserved favor, sola gratia. The children of Israel were also called out of Egypt by God's grace alone. Their calling foreshadowed our own. They too were baptized. They too ate spiritual food, drank spiritual drink. No matter when or where the Lord calls, he calls through his promises, his gospel, and it is always sola gratia, by his undeserved favor alone. It's not based on anything in the person he's calling to himself. Abraham, Noah, Moses, the Israelites, 
you, me. The Lord doesn't call anyone because they've got it together, because they're better than anyone else. It's all grace, undeserved favor, mercy. Otherwise, there'd have been no one crossing the Red Sea, no one to be on, let alone build the ark. The Lord calls by grace alone because he saves by grace alone. The Lord saves sola gratia, and that's very clear in our Old Testament reading. He saves the people of Israel not because they were strong and not because they had great faith and not because they were more numerous than anyone else. He saves them from the Egyptians because that's what he promised to do. He promised it to Abraham some 500 years beforehand. The Lord's salvation always rests on his promises. And the promises that he makes always flow out of his undeserved favor. Just think about those Israelites from our reading for a bit. They had just made it out of Egypt. Ten plagues, crossed the Red Sea on dry ground, and the very next moment, they're like, we're going to die from thirst. Let's go back to Egypt. And the Lord? The Lord is merciful. He's patient. He's long-suffering. He saves them by grace. He saves the grumbling. He saves the fearful. He saves the dying. He saves those who sin against him, who'd rather have slavery in Egypt or whatever other lame stuff we'd rather have than him. It's all rooted in his favor, his clearly undeserved favor. That's sola gratia. Sola gratia means you don't get what you deserve. You don't get what's fair. The Israelites deserved to die of thirst. We deserve all sorts of things for our sins, but God the Father laid on his Son the iniquity of us all. The triune God is a God merciful and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love and faithfulness. He forgives iniquity and transgression and sin. And that's clear as day at Calvary, where the Son of God bore the punishment that we, by our sins, have deserved. But the Lord's not done. Yes, he calls into the faith by the gospel, the good news of what Jesus has done for us. Jesus acts out the Trinity's sola gratia, all the way to Calvary, suffering, and death. And the Spirit calls by that good news, sola gratia, no matter when or where he does it. But again, the Lord's not done. You see, he also delivers his gifts, sola gratia. That's how the master of the vineyard paid his workers. 
It wasn't fair, which is what those at daybreak wanted. His payment wasn't right. It wasn't just, but it was righteous. It was sola gratia. Those who worked only one hour, maybe a little less, got paid a full day's wage. So did those who only worked three or six or nine or also all 12 hours of the day. Didn't you agree with me for a denarius? They had. They grumble against the merciful and gracious and kind owner of the vineyard. We do too. We sin because we take sola gratia away on the back end. On the one hand, we'll celebrate free grace for ourselves and those we love and like, but decry cheap grace for those who don't measure up, not to the Lord's standards, but to our own, or who have wronged us in some measly way. We point to the works or the lack thereof of others, but quickly silence any talk of our own sins that cheapen grace. This isn't to talk about faith and fruit. But if we want to talk about fruit in such a way that fruit matters for your salvation, that good works actually matter for your eternal salvation, when we do that, we not only lose sola gratia, but we lose faith alone too. But more on that in a couple weeks. In spite of you and in spite of me, the Lord gives out his favor, his forgiveness, his mercy for free. It is and always is sola gratia. Water from the rock, payment for those workers, or baptism, or absolution, or the supper of Jesus' body and blood. He gives it out. It is all received by faith. And, well, those workers, they were actually in the vineyard, and they were actually receiving that denarius. Those not in the vineyard ended up not receiving anything. Freely given, freely received, sola gratia. Over the next three weeks, we get these three solas. Sola gratia, sola scriptura, sola fide. This week, by grace alone, by God's undeserved favor alone. Because grace and mercy, as far as the scriptures are concerned, are very close synonyms. And so we are saved on account of because of, by virtue of, by God's grace alone, mercy alone, his undeserved favor alone. Sola gratia is just how the Lord does things. It's how he calls us to salvation. His gospel goes out. Go into the vineyard, and whatever is righteous I will give you. It certainly wasn't fair, it was righteous, sola gratia. He also led the people through the waters by Moses. So he calls you again today. Scripture, sermon, supper.
He prepared the vineyard for us. Isaiah 5 is all about that. Check that out. Isaiah 5. The Son fulfilled the law to grant us free access to the vineyard, his free salvation. He lived a holy life in our place and suffered the punishment for our sins. And we taste of his fulfilling the law today. He took bread in the same way also he took the cup after supper, after the Passover. Passover, law, past and done. Lord's Supper now for you, my body and blood for your forgiveness. All of his gifts are that way. He gives each and every one, not because we deserve it, but precisely because we don't. He makes us deserving. That's grace. That's also faith. But more on that then. Today, sola gratia is how the Lord acts toward us. Beginning to end. Free forgiveness. Free mercy. Free favor. Undeserved favor. Sola gratia is just how the Lord does things. In the name of Jesus.